All right, everybody. Welcome back. This is the heading into week nine edition of the Fantasy Doctors podcast. I have Dr. Patel and myself here tonight, as usual. It's snowing there in Chicago, unfortunately. It's uh, crazy. about 80 in Florida. I will happily take it. The kids, I had to put the bowl out for the for the kids, uh, for the, the, the uh, trick-or-treating so that we could record. I'm, I'm hoping it's gone by the time I go downstairs so I can't eat any of it. Um, let's, uh, how, how are you doing this week, buddy? It's good. It's freezing. It's about 33 here, and there's no one trick-or-treating. So big difference from Florida to uh, <laughs> Illinois. That's the nature of the beast, man. There's been a couple storms the past 10 days or so. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't miss that. I lived there for a while. I don't miss that. All right. Um, so a couple people that I'll talk about, we'll talk about for quarterbacks. Um, a lot of the running backs are all playing tonight. So uh, Thursday night. So we're really not going to cover them. Uh, there's a ton of people on a bye. This is one of the bigger bye weeks. So we really don't need to talk about them. I will mention a couple of them just because they're going to be important. But for the most part, we're going to try to keep this clean and quick. Um, there will be uh, our usual live stream on Sunday morning. Um, and uh, thank you for still tuning in because a lot of people have a tendency to, to, to kind of mail it in by week nine or 10 because they, their weeks just, you know, their team's not doing as well. They really don't care anymore. So if you're listening, there's a good chance you're a diehard fan for one reason or another. So um, Maddie Ice is, is dealing with the high ankle sprain. He's on a bye this week. I, I, there's a very good chance he'll be back next week, so I'm not really worried about him. Uh, let's talk about uh, Patrick Mahomes, which is – I mean, it's almost silly that the fact that we're talking about him less than two weeks after he sell, uh, suffered a patellar dislocation. But uh, it sounds like due to his – uh, just ability to to be mobile in terms of the, the patella, the kneecap to be mobile. He didn't suffer as severe of an injury as we thought. Um, there's some rumbling that he may be able to play this week. Um, we kind of have to keep an eye on the injury report. Matt Moore didn't do awful, and I believe they just reinstated uh, – I can't think of who it is. Some Their backup, he just came back. Um so I, 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 as of Thursday night, tonight, uh, I'm giving him about a 40% chance uh, of playing on Sunday. The issue that, that I, I, I think of, and I want you to share your thoughts here, mm -hmm. is um, even though he may be back on the field, the, the high ankle sprain is, is, is healed or should be healed. Um, but the patellar dislocation, I know he's going to be wearing a brace, but I just don't think he's going to be aggressive. I don't think he's going to be able to be very mobile um for fear of this and i and that's going to lead to him doing kind of some subpar things uh he's really best when he's moving out of the pocket moving out of the way and, and finding guys and hitting him in open field uh, he doesn't have the luxury of doing that if he's not mobile um and, and you gotta have to kind of have to depend on guys like hardman and hill to just make crazy plays like they did last week you know hardman i think ran like 13 or 15 snaps like you can't depend on him scoring a touchdown or two on that little snap so it, it's hard to trust him even though you kind of want because he's got so much of an upside what are your thoughts yeah i mean it's a patellar dislocation the problem with it is not necessarily getting back on the field but even non-athlete has a very high chance of re-dislocating. And the indication for surgery, which can keep him out for a long time, is recurrent dislocation. So I don't – There's he's practicing in a limited capacity. 
I really don't think they should play him. Um, this week they're playing the Vikings, which is not a conference game for them. Next yeah. week they're playing the Titans, so maybe he'll be back for the Titans. That's an AFC matchup that could help for them, you know, for a playoff spot. And then they have the Chargers and they have a bye. So I think I'd, I'd be surprised if he comes back this week. It looks like it's a toss-up. Uh, I think they'd be wise and hold him out for another week because Matt Moore is serviceable. They almost won the game last week. Yeah, Hell, like they're up. Awful. I mean, he looked half decent. Yeah, uh, if they continue to do some of the plays, their rush defense is so bad. Like they're 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 throw, their passing defense isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, Dalvin Cook and, and and Madison is they're gonna have them for lunch. Like this is gonna be a, just a smash spot. For, for, for Cook, between him getting stuff out of the backfield and now catching a lot more passes than, than most of us thought we, he would, uh, I mean, they're going to need to put up some points in this game. I think mm-hmm. Thielen will be back, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, Diggs has been fantastic. So they're going to need to put up some points. Uh, the Vikings defense isn't amazing, but it's not awful. Like, it's pretty good. I haven't looked at the data from the past couple of weeks, but um, just knowing what I've seen – I don't know. I, I just think that they're going to hold them out one more week. And then I think next week is realistic and that would be normal. That's what they did for Tyreek. They did the lower end of normal, you know, and that would be next week. So yeah, I think that's kind of where we're at. Let's briefly talk about Joe Flacco. Um, not because he's important to the game, but it, because he's important to his, the, the rest of the team and, and how, what the trickle down effect is. So he suffered Initially, he was calling out his coach, and then they said, oh, he's got a neck injury, and we're like, oh, okay, not a big deal. But then we hear that it's actually a herniated disc. He was evaluated by a doc in L.A., and then he flew all the way to Connecticut and was evaluated by a doctor over there. So I don't know why you would do that with a herniated disc in your neck, but mm-hmm. okay. Um, so it sounds like he legit has one, uh, and he's gonna be, it's going to take him four to six weeks to come back. I treat these every day. I think that's very reasonable. Um, but the trickle-down effect, in my opinion, is um, this kid that they have backing him up. He's never started a game. He's been on three different teams in three different years. Like, Sutton's going to get double, triple teamed. Both of the running backs are, are banged up, and we're going to talk about them in a little bit. Like, this is just going to be ugly. Unless they're playing the Dolphins, which I don't think they are. I don't feel good about this team. I know it may be, you know, their defense is, is still pretty legit, but Hamilton is just didn't do much last week. I just don't feel good about this offense right now. And they may have to run the ball like crazy to try to hide their quarterback. Yeah. What do you think? So I personally have had a herniated disc in my neck and I actually needed surgery for it. These oh, things are painful. They're horrible. So I think he's going to be out for six weeks where they're saying, and that's me close the rest of the season for him. I mean, if it doesn't get better in six weeks, that surgery by most indications, you know, especially in an athlete. So I expect him to be out long-term, if not for the rest of the season, which is a possibility. Yeah. And it really does stink because they have a quarterback who's never played a snap in the NFL. They're playing the Browns, who are the second most blitz-heavy team in the NFL. Oh, They're yeah. going to kill him unless their line can hold up. Come up. <laughs> Yeah, Corlin I mean, Sutton, start the Browns this week. This is, your, yeah. this is your week for the Browns. Corlin Sutton fell in a great spot with Emmanuel Sanders leaving. Now, who knows what's going to happen? So, he's a kind of interesting trade option for some people. It's kind of a 
no one's really clear how he's going to do now. He's still the guy, but when you have a guy with a quarterback who's never thrown a pass, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and Locke, I think, will be back in a couple of weeks, but because they have to see what they have. Like, this team's not going anywhere fast, and L.A. just needs yeah. to stop being a jackass and, 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 and realistically think of, I don't care if my quarterback's six friggin' eight. If he sucks, he sucks. Like, pay, you don't pay him $21 million or whatever the hell they're yeah. paying him to, to, to do nothing and to be mediocre. Like, everybody saw that coming except for him, I guess. Um, Case Keenum suffered a concussion. It sounds like he's 50-50 to come back. If he practices Friday, there's a better chance. You, at, 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 for, for F1 Terry, for anybody else that's a pass catcher on this team, or anybody really, you want McKeenum in the behind, you know, in the backfield. You want him throwing the ball. You do not want Haskins at this time. Um, I just and it's it's it sounds like he's getting the first team reps because obviously they don't know if he's going to be able to go to the protocol. But I just I try to avoid this entire team except for Terry, who's been fantastic. But um, we don't know if, if McLaurin uh, if McLaurin can even get hit or you know uh, meet up with. With Haskins, I mean, Haskins has been, been god-awful the past couple of times he's been out there, so it remains to be seen. Um, and then Cam Newton, a couple of rumblings about Cam. Obviously, he's ruled out this week. Um, there's a chance he can come back this year. I think that is true. Um, I think they need to make sure this fully heals, and I, need to th- I think he needs to be confident that he can move because if it, he comes back and is not confident, he's not a – an elite passer where he can get away with it. Like he needs to use his legs to be effective and aggressive. Um, so I, what do you think? Do you think he's going to come back this year or no? Roll of the dice. I mean, it's, uh, you know, if he was a pocket passer, like you said, maybe he could, but he relies on his legs. I think he will come back. The only caveat is if they're not really in playoff hunts towards the end of the year, are they going to rush him? It yeah. probably won't. I mean, he's their franchise quarterback. He has yeah. the money, the money line on it. You know, yeah. They're not going to rush him. They can stick with Kyle Allen and maybe get rid of him. You never know what happens. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kamara. Let's switch to some of some running backs. Kamara uh, is on by this week. He should be ready to rock and roll. I think it was very smart what they're doing with him. Uh, Breeze looked really good last week, even though it was short passes. This team uh, has a very good chance to be a top two, three team in the NFC. Uh, so I, I really like Kamara going forward without even looking at their schedule. Um, let's talk about a couple um, a couple Pittsburgh running backs. This team went from, like, stacked to decimated in, in, in the short order. Um, so James Conner was having a hell of a game. I needed one more damn point, and I would have won a matchup. Uh, and, of course, he leaves with a shoulder sprain. So for, for those asking – a shoulder sprain is where the uh, the clavicle bone, the collarbone, meets up with the shoulder on the top, and it's it's kind of where the bra strap is if, if for women, if you think of it that way. And basically, the point of the the uh, the AC joint is to reach across or out, kind of in front. So, like, think of grabbing a seatbelt with your right arm. That's basically the movement that you need. Well, but the problem is this is really uncomfortable. Um, the only comfortable position for these people, I had, I had one of these yesterday uh, in a patient, is, is in a sling. That's the only way you're comfortable, or, and you treat these, so you can, you can elaborate. But my suspicion is this is probably a, a grade one or two, probably a grade two. 
Um, I doubt this is a three, but uh, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on a three because that, that's con controversial. Uh, if it was four or anything higher than then they probably would have did surgery and they would have said he's definitely out. So I think that's kind of where we're at. Um, as the numbers go up, uh, the, they're more and more um, tearing of the, uh, of the ligaments in and around the clavicle. So, um, and it's very painful. Uh, I've done a bunch of injections on these for people that are, are after the fact or just had bad arthritis, but these can be really painful. Um, what are your thoughts? Like, do you think he plays this week? I definitely do not think he plays this week. There's kind of some rumblings, maybe. It's a silly thing. I mean, these injuries hurt. Um, the clavicle, the, the joint between clavicle and chromions disrupted. It's painful. They can't move. They're really in a sling for about a week for most people. And the athlete, even with the best rehab, they can't get to the point where they could take contact. So I think it'd be absolutely crazy to have him play this week, even with the best injections and medication. Yeah. So what Jesse was talking about is that type one is like this, type two is like this, and type three is like this. Type four and five are kind of out of the place. So when you have a type one or two, it's clearly no surgery rehab it. Type four and five, most likely from, for young people and athletes need surgery. Type three is controversial. We never hear about which players have two or three. Most players with type three are playing through the season and getting surgery in the off season. They're just a little more unusual to have. And even in our research with college players and baseball and football players, most people aren't getting surgery right away. They'll play through it. Hmm. So, I mean, I know I, I see these in a grade one and these people are miserable. Yeah. But I can imagine if like you start, so we had a, a three from a biker a couple months ago and he was a big dude. Like he could have been a linebacker. He was a big kid and he was miserable. Yeah. Uh, like, and he lifted every day. He's like, I can't even think of lifting a weight right now. He's like, my shoulder is killing me. Uh, so I would be really surprised if, if Connor, um, if Connor had played this week, to be honest with you. Uh, and the problem, and, and, and you can you can speak to this, is like how risky do you think it is if they just did like a local block of, of the AC joint? Like, I mean, yeah, it'd work, and his pain would probably be significantly reduced, but my God, that's got to be freaking scary. Yeah, because if he takes impact or he falls and that thing becomes more displaced, like a yeah. four or five, that's it. Season over, you're getting surgery, you know? Like yeah. there's no questions asked. So I think they'd be – you know, they have pretty good docs – Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, the University of Pittsburgh Sports Department. They're smart about this. They keep them out if they need to. They're not very liberal like some other departments are. Yeah. But I think he stays out. The, uh, so, uh, Benny Snell, who looked pretty good last week, just tore his meniscus. And he's probably going to be out at least two, as we've been seeing, sometimes three weeks with some of these guys. Um, so he's definitely out this week. Uh, so that basically leaves Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels is coming off of a meniscal tear from about a month ago. So they're kind of like swapping spots here. As we see, if you, as most people may or may not remember, Jalen Samuels was uh, a, a tight end in college. He's got great hands. Um, he can run the ball, as we've seen. He can th I think he throw the ball. I think, he, I, think, mm -hmm. I think we saw a little bit of Wildcat, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I think this is a fantastic play. Um, I really think he's going to be the bell cow here. Um, Rudolph has look, looked a little better. Juju looked semi-decent uh, with, with last week. I didn't catch the whole game, but in Washington uh, is just an MIA. 
um, but but Moncrief looks, you know, looks. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Deontay Johnson uh, looks pretty good. Uh, so I mean, I think they have a couple weapons here. I think Samuels is going to be a, a very chalky play this week because Connor will likely be ruled out tomorrow. If he's a game time decision, maybe that gets people off him. But we'll talk about this Sunday morning. Um, I, I just think he's he's a good play. I, I really do. Um, let's talk about. Um, Miles Sanders, who, who suffered another another guy with a shoulder injury. Um, so here's where I'm at with this. So he left the game. He was having a great game. Um, you, you could tell he was just dicing up the secondary. And, 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 you know, he's, at this point, he's more of a receiving back than he is a, a true running back uh, with Howard getting most of the touches um, uh, and the carries. But this couldn't have been a fracture because we would have knew it unlikely to be a dislocation because these guys usually sit pretty, you know, pretty regularly for at least a week or two. And they tell us like, yeah, they're going to sit. They've always said from the beginning that this guy's going to come back mm -hmm. and unlikely to miss any time. So that leads me to believe this is another AC joint. I think this is just like a mild grade one. Um, and I think that they made sure there was no fractures. There was no gross instability where everything's flopping everywhere. And I think they're like, you know, if you're good to go, I think you can play through it. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. He, he returned. He was a full participant in practice today. So he's on the field. He's working through it. I think the most likely possibility is a grade one AC joint, just like you said, because that's the only way he doesn't, he has enough pain control to be out there. Um, he could have fallen, just had a contusion, but that's, you know, it's like weird to be out of the game for that. Bursitis, so. bursitis is possible. Bursitis. Maybe. You know what yeah. the other thing could have been that they sometimes they call shoulder, but it's really not, is a stinger. Yeah. If so he, he could have had that. Uh, a stinger, for those that don't know, is where one of your upper body, um, upper limbs, uh, suffers a, a, a um, kind of temporary nerve injury due to stretching of the nerves of the shoulder um, and neck shoulder. Uh, and your entire arm goes either limp or numb or whatever. It can be a minute. It can be 24 hours. Um, but, but traditionally, these are acute injuries, usually the C5 uh, vertebrae uh, and nerve root. Um, and they are painful acutely, uh, very kind of weird. You look like the guy like doesn't have any control. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've seen a couple live. I'm like, what's dude doing with his arm? Um, and then all of a sudden, like they're normal in like 10 minutes. You're like, what the heck? So it, it, it could be that. I can't rule that out. But as long as it wasn't bilateral, then he's okay to go back in the game and he's okay to play this week. So either way, um, I, I, he, he's been, I don't know if he's going to get enough looks to, to make it worth our while, but he's definitely talented. Um, all right, so let's, uh, let's talk about the, the, the Broncos' backfield briefly. Uh, and then we'll talk about the, the Redskins' backfield and we'll move on. So both Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman are apparently banged up. Royce Freeman was, was initially discussed with a, a shoulder himself, but he wasn't on the practice injury report today. So that leads me to believe that he's doing good and, and they're not really worried about it. I can't say his shoulder's 100%, but at this point, they're really not even concerned to put him up on the report. Uh, Lindsay, uh, Philip Lindsay, on the other hand, which we didn't hear about any injuries, popped up with a wrist injury. Now, this is important for him predominantly because if you remember in the offseason, he had offseason wrist surgery. 
Uh, we obviously don't know which wrist it is now. And uh, the good news is that he was limited and not, you know, not a do not practice. So I think that both will be fine going into this week. What do you think? Are you, are you know any more than, than that? Yeah, so I, from some reports I saw that it was the same wrist he had surgery on. And what we know about that surgery is still pretty limited. We know he might have broken what's called a scaphoid bone or had ligament injury. A lot of these happen with what's called a, a, dis, a perilunate dislocation where everything shifts around and things break, which is probably the most common thing that happened. So they said that he had some pain in it after a fall um, somewhere in the game or in practice, and they're just limiting him. Uh, I don't really see why he'd be out of the game unless the pain was really that bad because if he did hurt himself again or broke something or a ligament tore again, he'd probably be out for the rest of the year. So I think this is just some pain, tweak something, nothing to be worried about. And I, I'd be kind of surprised unless the pain is really that bad if he doesn't play this week. No, I agree. I completely agree. Uh, I think that um, I, I think that's very reasonable that he's going to um, – I think both will probably play this week. I think this is going to be the majority of their, of their offense if they have, you know, for what they have. So let's talk about the, the Redskins um, off uh, rushing offense at the time. So uh, Adrian Peterson still banged up with a high and, and maybe even a low ankle. I, I think he'll play. He played last week, even though he, you know, wasn't a hundred percent. We know that. Um, uh, Chris Thompson is still banged up with his turf toe. And we've seen with, with Devontae Adams, like these just don't heal quickly. So um, until I hear any good reports about Chris Thompson, I just don't think he's going to be back. So that kind of really leaves us Darius Geis. So Darius Geis, excuse me, is obviously recovering from the ACL that he had last year. In the offseason, he suffered that hamstring. And then a month ago or so, he suffered a pretty significant meniscal tear. So... Uh, with that being said, he is eligible to return. I think it's week 11. Mm -hmm. um, so while he's not eligible to return in the next week or two, um, I think this is a great stash if he's available by low for someone who doesn't have the, the spots or, or is going to get crunch in, in a, in a waiver wire or a, um, you know, by week issue. Um, I, I think he has the potential to kind of be a late season smash um, these guys get better as, uh, as the uh, knee heals from, uh, mentally from the ACL. The, the meniscus is what it is, uh, and it should be doing pretty good. Um, and, and I think he, was just, he needs to kind of head into the offseason with feeling good about himself uh, because, God, he missed the whole first year, and he's missed most of the second year. Uh, I mean, he's got to get some good traction here. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, people thought he would be such a, uh, you know, no one thought he'd be automatically the starter this offseason because he was still recovering, and he had a good chance to get there. Um, I personally have grabbed him in some leagues while he's on IR, and he's expected to return for the Jets game week 11, which is, you know, they're not going to feature him in that role, but he'll be back on the field. He doesn't have the greatest schedule, um, but during the playoffs, if you get to the finals, you know, he has the Giants that week. He has Ooh. Packers a couple weeks before, which is an okay matchup. But he has the Eagles in between. So I think it's someone, if you have the luxury to have, to have a roster spot, definitely someone to hold on to because they could give him a steady workload, especially at the end of the year if they know he may not be in the playoff hunt. They want to feature him a bit to get him, you know, some confidence before the end of the year. Yeah, no, I agree. Um 
let's talk about some 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 wide receivers. So I know I know Brandon Cooks is on a bye, but but I think this is a, an important discussion to be had, and, and 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 I think we need to talk about it sooner than later. So he suffered at least his second concussion this year. It's at least his fourth concussion that we know of. Probably a lot more than that. Um, and and I'm just at this point quite concerned. Um, there is uh, some okay data to show that uh, after a concussion, you have a 90-day window where you're at about seven-fold, 700% increase to get another concussion. So and we already saw this once. He it hasn't. I don't even think it's been three months since he had his first one. I mean, it almost couldn't have been. But uh, so I mean, he's already did that once. He they will they should not or would, uh, won't allow him to return with any symptoms of the first concussion or the current concussion. I guess you'd say. Um, the question is, and there's no good answer. This is why it's kind of a tricky question. Um, is how many concussions in one season is too many? Um, and, and, and thankfully I don't treat concussions as much cause they're really challenging. Uh, uh, I know I've, t- I've taken care of a ton of them. I just don't see them regularly anymore and I'm okay with that, but I still know a ton about them and I still, uh, I have a lot of reservations about them and these guys have to start thinking more futuristic than anything. And, and there's a possibility that he may have a, a genetic predisposition or variant, uh, Arnold Chiari malformation, if, if you're interested in looking it up, uh, there are some, some data to show that people who have this abnormality, which means that your, your, your brain stem, the bottom of your brain, uh, instead of being kind of deep in the neck, is almost popped up into the back of the, the skull. So what that does is it, it basically causes um, you to, to suffer concussions easier with a softer blow than someone who doesn't have this. You live day to day. Normally, you have no issues, but except for this, among other things, specific issue that you're at higher risk for. So obviously, I don't know if he has that, um, but uh, you know, or it's just the nature of the game or whatever. But I just feel bad for him. Um, I, I don't have a good feeling about him for the rest of the year. I think he's one hit away from another concussion if he ever were to get cleared. I think Josh Reynolds definitely. Um, uh, benefits from this and Gerald Everett to a second extent. Um, they have a decent matchup going forward after this week. Um, wh- what are your thoughts? Wh- what do we do? Do they IR Brandon Cooks? Do they hold to see if they need him for the playoffs? Like, what do you do with this guy? Yeah, so they, he's actually, I don't know if he did or he's going to see a concussion specialist in Pittsburgh um, where they do a lot of helmet research with the Steelers and uh, University of Pittsburgh. Uh, it's a really dicey situation. I mean, concussions have been all over the news for the past couple of years with the billion-dollar lawsuit, you know, four concussions in two years, and that's a huge red flag. I mean, I think they serious, he and the team have to seriously look at shutting him down for the year, and, you know, who knows which one's going to be a career-ender for him. This is exactly the path that, that you know, athletes take before they end their career. So, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a roll of a dice. He's uh, for fantasy purposes. Unfortunately, he's not trustworthy because yeah. you never know when he'll be out there. And he hasn't been very good. Health, he hasn't been very good. He's been on and off. Cooper Cup's back, which changes the whole nature of the offense with him and Woods not really producing as much. But for his own health, I don't think football is a good thing for him. And I think at some point he's going to catch up to him, whether it's this year or next year. 
Yeah, and just for what it's worth, uh, Pittsburgh is kind of the epicenter of concussions. Uh, that's kind of where a lot of the data started to come from. So that's and there's some really good concussion specialists there. So that's why he probably went to uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Jaguars wide receivers real quick. So D.D. Westbrook has been, been dealing with his neck and shoulder injury for the past couple of weeks. He hasn't – he left early last week. He's questionable to play this week. I, I, I want to say he was dealing with a similar issue the week, the, the week before. Um, and, and the way that uh, this game is likely going to play out, I think he will play. Um, and, 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 and basically, I think he's going to catch a ton of balls underneath, um, which is good for him because that's what he needs. DJ Chark is dealing with a quad injury, which there really haven't been any comments about, but, but the, the Jaguars Twitter feed uh, released some information earlier saying that Chark is dealing with a quad and he was a, a full part or at least a limited participation. Um, what, and I think he will go. Uh, they have a, uh, a very good matchup versus the Texans. Uh, and, and, and I want to say it's in, in London. Um, Minshew has a monster potential here. Uh, I think Conley is also uh, a sneaky play if either of these guys can't go. Uh, Oliver may get a little bit of uptick. I think they're starting to get more comfortable with him. And, God, if anybody needs positive regression for touchdowns like Leonard Fournette, I'm telling you, uh, 198 touches, one touchdown. It's just – you can't – it's like Julio Jones last year. You can't even write the script. Like, it's just crazy. Um, but uh, overall, where are you at with these guys? Yeah, um, you know, I think I think uh, D.D. Westbrook was limited participation and they held Shark out. I think both of them play at least some capacity. It's going to be a coin toss, especially with D.D. Shark, which is kind of a shame because Minshew had the best blow-up spot this week. I still yep. do think he's going to perform really well. Chris Connolly did pretty well in relief, you know, last couple of weeks for any injuries. I think this is a game that Leonard Fournette goes nuts, though. It's his, you know, the front line's not, it's pretty good for the Texans, but if uh, if the Jaguars get up a little bit and they get Fournette in the passing game, I think he can do a lot of damage. Um, just like you said, positive regression's waiting for him. So yeah, I, mean, I think both will play. We'll see what happens, though. Shout out to your uh, beautiful J.J. Watt video, which did well. If you haven't checked it out, uh, check it out. Um, yeah, that was an unfortunate injury. That freaking guy can't get to break to save his life. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that his injury is going to play a role. They're not going to have the same rush uh, on Minshew. And I think that between Chark, Conley, and Westbrook, I think they're just going to eat this defense up for lunch. Uh, and and uh, Watson plays much better from behind. Um, so I think Nuke, I think uh, Stills to an extent, um, and I think uh, – Maybe Kuti. I don't know how comfortable I feel with him right now. And Fells, definitely Fells, who looks pretty good, even though it's um, even though it's not a ton of volume, is doing pretty good. Um, they haven't used Duke Johnson like they should have. Hyde's looked really good for what we for what he's been used for. So uh, I, I think this actually game could be a shootout um, or you know semi shootout in twenties to twenty or something like that, um, maybe thirties. Let's move on to – so, Cameron Ridley, I don't know if they've concur, confirmed concussion, but he's on a bye, so it's kind of a moot point. Mm. There's a couple major guys I want to talk about. Um, uh, I think A.J. Green, there's a good chance he comes back, but we don't know what to expect from him, and we don't really know what 
uh, was up with this quarterback situation with Ryan Finley or whatnot. Um, Josh Fuller, or sorry, Josh Gordon uh, was released today by the Patriots. There's something fishy here, and I don't know what it is. Something happened. Uh, you don't just release a healthy, healthy, um, very potentially good wide receiver after a bone bruise on a team that needs wide receivers without something happening. So I, I wonder if, if NFL is going to do some digging, if they already did some digging, or maybe it's just bad blood. I, whatever it is, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he signs on with um, – I mean, it goes by waivers, so they, they have options. I'd like to see him on someone like the Raiders or something. I think that would be cool. I just – Josh Gordon has disappointed us for the past mm. year and a half. He's had smash potential every week with the goat throwing to him himself. The kid is talented. We know that. But he just never does anything. So it's just like, I don't know what to think. I think the issue also, Josh Gordon's signature year was, what, like six years ago, seven years ago when he was with the Cleveland. And he's an old man now. He's not – I mean, for wide receiver age, he's old, right? He's been here for so long, you know, since 2012. He's injury prone. He has these drug issues in the past and suspensions. You know, I, I this year it gave him a true, really hard look. I drafted him a lot of leagues, and I've dropped him everywhere now. I just don't, yeah. I don't want to deal with so it. He doesn't have that. Yeah, it's too much disappointment for one year. Oh God. Um, Will Fuller going to be out a couple more weeks. Traquan Smith's on a bye. Uh, Sterling Shepard, very good chance to come back. Um, despite his second concussion of the year. So, uh, three more guys I want to talk about. Uh, I think Keenan Allen's good to go. I'm not worried about him. Uh, let's talk about Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> so, if we can't put this freaking guy away. Um, one bananas game. An injury. He's missed, what, six weeks, somewhere around there. We know he has a sports hernia. We know he didn't have surgery. We know these usually don't do very well, really, at all with, um, with, with just uh, – uh, what do you call it? With just rehab. They don't do well. Um, he may break free for a couple, but at the same time, I think he's just going to get injured again. I, I don't want anything to do with him. I don't want. I may have him on a team or two in, in a stack for DFS, but I don't trust him. I just don't. And I think it's a matter of time before he misses another month or something like that. And he's just another disappointment. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the first game it didn't take him very. He had a big, you know, a couple of big passes. They took took uh, did pretty well, but he was in the medical tent. We don't know what happened, and he was gone. And that can happen any week. He's out there. If he's gasping and hurting right after, he, he's out for the game and out for the you know next several weeks. So, same way. If, I mean, if you held him on for this long, might as well see what happens. But uh, kudos for everyone who dropped him early on when we said that he's not worth keeping around because he's sorely disappointed every, every owner so far. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're playing at home versus Chicago. So, so shout out to A-Rob, which should be in a smash spot. But Trubisky will find some way to screw that up. Uh, Montgomery 
um, has a tough matchup. Um, the Eagles, I mean, he looked great last week, but the Eagles have a very big uh, kind of funnel defense where they're really good against the rush, kind of like the Bucks. but God, are they bad against the pass. So uh, the, Nagy has to be smart here and just figure something out. Don't just run the ball and expect a different story. Like, just a stupid idea. Um, Devontae Adams. So everybody is wanting to know when this guy's back. We know he's dynamic. We, lo- we know uh, he- he's a top five wide receiver when on the field. We know Aaron Rodgers loves him. Um, I feel like this guy just caught a bad break. He was my number one wide receiver over Nuke, over Julio, over OBJ, um, who's also obviously disappointed. So um, I still think the talent's there. I still think the potential's there. I think he's finally healthy. He was cutting today in practice. He was wearing full pads and a helmet. I think he comes back this week. I, I don't know if he's going to go ham, but I, but, I, but I like him going forward, especially as a playoff team. So I'm glad they were smart with him and didn't rush him back. I hope he comes back and he's healthy and he just rocks. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be tough. I think he'll be really close to a game-time decision. But if he's if they activate him, he's going to play in full. They've been very cautious with him, and they're not going to have him out there just to be a decoy and get hurt. So I think if, you know, watch to see what happens Friday, see what happens before the game. If he's, he has a 3 o'clock game, so you kind of have to make some decisions ahead of time. Um, but – I would definitely look for him if he's out there, start him. I think he's going to have a pretty good role in this game. Yeah, no, I agree. If he's active, you start him, period. Um, And it's 4 o'clock. 3 o'clock is just weird, bro. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, The – so (coughs) – excuse me. So the last two that that people want to hear about that I would love to talk about, one is Hollywood Brown. And, and he's dealing with – we don't know exactly what he's dealing with. Is it a foot? Is it an ankle? Is it the same foot as he had off-season Liz Frank surgery like Cam is dealing with? Is it the opposite ankle? Um, how much is he going to play if he plays this week? He's got a very hard matchup uh, versus the Patriots with Gilmore and Jones and the McCourty twins. Like, this is a very hard matchup. He is – kind of like Tyreek-esque. So he's got that one just turbo button and he gone. But but I just think they are going to – Lamar is going to run the ball like you've never seen in your life. Uh, he's going to post like 100 yards. Uh, he's averaging like 82 yards a game rushing. As a quarterback, it's like I, I don't think – I think he's going to try to hit Andrews. He's going to throw a pick. Um, Hollywood's probably going to play. Um, he's a good boomer bust play, but God, I don't feel safe about him at all. Um, so well, you agree? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a big statement game for the Ravens, clearly against uh, the Patriots. And I think they need him out there to really have their full effect. Um, I think he'll play. Jim Harbaugh has already indicated they, they, he wants them. He wants them on the field. So I don't know, we'll see what happens. It's kind of hard to sit Lamar Jackson. You're not going to do it. I think you have to temper expectations a little bit in terms of passing. But he has that, you know, that video game gear when he runs, and that's the one thing that could be a weakness for this Patriots team. Yeah, there. I mean, you saw what Chubb did last week. I mean, Chubb looked great. 
Except yeah. fumble the ball. He looked great. <laughs> and one was fluky, and the other one was just – he didn't see, dude. Uh, I watched the game, uh, so I, I was like, damn, he looks good. And I started him. Um, but, you know, the, the just Patriots don't leave up enough touchdowns to make it a yeah. smash. So, um, the last guy I want to talk about is someone that popped up today that's kind of a big name. We thought he was going to be a post-hype because of Andrew Luck, uh, but, but he's been relevant in T.Y. Hilton. A lot of people asking me, is he going to IR? I'm like, what? I'm like, first of all, you didn't have an injury, and now he's going to IR? Like, what, what's going on? So, he's got a calf injury. Unless he completely tore this thing, a grade three, I don't know why they would send him, him to IR in week nine. Like, I, I, I can't explain it. He didn't practice yesterday, but a lot of these guys don't practice on Wednesdays. That's, like, the cool thing to do now. Um, so, we don't know the severity. I'm, I'm assuming we should get some more information tomorrow. Um, he's been reliable. He's been good. He had a tough matchup last week. He broke free and ended up doing okay. But overall, he, has a, he, had a, he can have tough matchups. Uh, but he's been proven to be pretty damn reliable. Um, they're playing at the Steelers, uh, which is not the worst spot. Um, and, and I think he plays. I don't think he goes to IR, but we really have to see Friday. We have to see if he does anything in practice, how severe this calf injury is. We saw Mac come back uh, about a month ago with a calf injury four or five days after he suffered it, and he did semi-decent, and he never missed a game. So, I mean, not all calf strains are created equal, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did something similar here. What, what do you think here? Uh, same thing, you know, they don't tell us anything about it. If he practices Friday, then it's a good indication he'll play. And if you deactivate him, you got to start him. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think that, that, that trickled down into the, the Colts, uh, situation at tight end. So both of their main tight ends are injured last week. Doyle was banged up with a groin. He played, he did okay. Uh, Ebron, I think he just got, uh, loose on one and he scored a touchdown. Uh, and he's got an ankle. I think both of them end up playing. But 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 Ebron's out and Hilton's out. This is going to be a smash spot for Doyle and maybe Pascal. Uh, Pascal, I don't know if Pascal can be a one. I, I think he's a good wingman, but I don't think he's a, a, the, the head honcho. Like, I just don't – I don't know. Um, uh, let's talk about uh, Chris Herndon. So if there is someone people are itching to get a hold of, it is this guy. Uh, they have been waiting weeks to uh, potentially unleash this dude. A lot of people drafted him and been holding him for nine weeks or eight weeks, um, which is kind of crazy for a tight end. Um, he's dealing with a hamstring. I think there's a, a better chance he plays. I, I think he needs to test it out. Um, and I think there's about a 60 or 70% chance at this time that he plays. What, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think um, they're, they said they're hoping that he plays this week with a good spot for them against the Dolphins. Um, you know, I just don't always get the hype. I kind of understand he was pretty good at the end of last year. Sam Darnold's better. He'll be the safety valve, blah, blah, blah. But he's still like, it's still the Jets, you know, like, so I, I think he's relevant this year more than anything else because of how 
uh, shallow the tight end position is. Oh yeah. I just personally cannot expect him to be a blow up guy. And if someone's crazy enough to hold him for nine weeks, then, you know, maybe, you know, they want to see what happens. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not really, there's so much hype about this guy. And I just don't think he's going to be all that for everyone who wants him to be. So shout out to Sam Dollar. Cause I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Uh, <laughs> and it's Halloween. So I think that's just fitting. Um, but, but so here's the thing. If Herndon plays this week, limit your expectations of him. Give him a week to get acclimated, to figure out what's going on, to test his hamstring. Then if he does decent, um, you start him and he could potentially go ham. He's, they've got an amazing schedule. You really couldn't draw up a better one. Uh, but you need to be healthy and know the playbook and, and be comfortable in the offense before you start being relevant. And I think that's the extent of it. Both of the Patriots' tight ends who are not really uh, usable in the cost or Izzo are both banged up. Uh, I think probably both will play. Um, Delay, let's the last couple guys, and we'll bang this out. So Delaney Walker is, like, older than me. Um, and he is – these guys just don't heal like they used to. I mean, he's 15, 18 years older than most of the guys in the NFL. Like – this ankle doesn't heal well. He's he. I don't know if it's the same ankles that he fractured last year, or if it's the other one. But I mean, I just don't know. I don't. I don't see him playing this week. Johnu Smith held his own. He's a pretty athletic kid. Um, they got a tougher matchup this week. But but I think I think Delaney Walker sits this week, and I think it's another Johnu Smith potential spot. What do you think? Yeah, it's. I'm checking out. It is the same ankle he hurt the end of the season last year. So, you know, just another squeaky wheel for him that he can't get rid of. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. John O. Smith's been pretty good. I don't think they're going to rush him if they don't need to. They have a serviceable replacement, and I don't know, he's yeah. becoming more of an afterthought just because how old he is. They're going to be – this is going to be a t- – I think uh, Ryan Tannehill comes back to planet Earth this week. He got super lucky last week. Uh, they are facing a very, despite what happened last week, legit defense uh, for the Panthers. They're coming off of an awful smash spot, punch-in-the-face loss, uh, where the 49ers dropped 50-plus on them. Um, I think they're going to try to rebound here. Um, I think this is going to be a low-scoring, just punch-you-in-the-mouth type of game. I, I just get this effect. Um, and, and I think, uh, Smith will probably do well. Um, I, I just think Bradbury is legit. I don't know if he's going to be on, on Brown or on Davis, but he'll be on one of the two, uh, which means you can erase him. Um, on the other side of the ball, I, I failed to mention that, that Curtis Samuel popped up today with a shoulder, but it sounds like it's not overly concerning. Um, and the, the last two guys I want to talk about are for the Bucs in a great game. Should be an awesome Washington game with the Bucs versus Seattle. So um, both Brait and Howard are banged up. Brait is dealing with a rib injury, and, and, and he kind of fell into some points last week. He wasn't exactly targeted a ton, and he wasn't very, you know, he didn't light up the box score, um, whereas Mike Evans is on a different planet. Uh, and Godwin is still doing pretty well. Um, the But then we have O.J. Howard. I mean, and he suffered this injury, the hamstring, either before the bye or during the bye or whatever. But he missed last week. 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he missed this week. He hasn't really been reliable. I don't even know why you would want to know if he's playing because I don't think it makes a difference at this point until he proves that he can do something on this offense. Do they play? Who plays? Does great play? Does both play? My answer is who cares? You're not going to start any of them. I think both have had their times where they've been pretty serviceable for fantasy. I don't think Coward plays. I think Braid for sure plays. Can you trust him? Yeah, he gets the occasional touchdown like he has his whole career, but they have enough weapons in the end zone that they don't need him to be that guy. So yeah, uh, unless you're in a bind, you're not going to start any one of them. Definitely. So thank you for tuning in. I know it's a long journey. Uh, these injuries take time to talk about. You guys want to hear all the nitty-gritty questions, and I don't have hours a day to answer everybody's questions on Twitter um, like I try to do. So, so we, we spend a little bit more time talking about them. You've made it uh, halfway through the season, basically, a little bit, a little bit more. Um, we uh, appreciate your time. If, if you like our video, hit the uh, thumbs up button. If you appreciate our content and want to see more of it, hit the subscribe button. And check out some of our other videos on thefantasydoctors.com. Uh, our Patreon site, uh, patreon.com slash thefantasydoctors, is still rocking and rolling. I put posts up there almost every day, whether it's injury reports or uh, private uh, injury podcasts or uh, all types of stuff. So um, I, I, at this point, I think that, um, that you really shouldn't have to worry uh, about um, uh, too many things. Uh, if you are following us, we are going to keep you on board. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Uh, tune into the live stream on Sunday at 1130. Thanks. Take care.